chapter number 6 and verse number 1. If you're there, say Amen. The Bible said, of course, Paul was writing to the church at Galatia, and he said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And goes on to say, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. I want to go back to verse number 1, read it one more time, give him a thought. And I want to pray and ask God to help us. Paul says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Tonight, by the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought. No man left behind. No man left behind. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be gathered here one more time. Thank you, Lord, God, for the psalms, the hymns and spiritual songs, Lord, that we've sang unto you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace that's granted us another opportunity, Lord, to be gathered in your house. I pray, God, tonight, Lord, that you'd give me unction and power. Lord, I pray that you'd touch me. God, I... I don't want to be here empty tonight, Lord. I need filled with the Spirit of God. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd use me tonight. I pray, God, that you'd preach to me and through me, Lord. God, you know my heart tonight. God, you know the hearts that are here tonight, Lord. I just pray that, God, you'd have your way in this place. And, Lord, for what you do, I'll thank you. Please help me in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated. Briefly, I don't, I don't even have an introduction, but I'm going to give you one. By way of introduction, I do want to remind you that Paul is reaching out to the Galatians and he is now dealing with the subject in chapter number 6 of a brother or a sister, a child of God who has been overtaken in a fall. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but may I remind you that uh, the only thing that separates you and the one who may be in a fault or just come out of being in a fault is the grace of God. There is nothing that uh, there is nothing that will exempt you and I uh, from falling outside of the grace 
of Almighty God. We understand that Paul goes on to deal with certain things uh, uh, concerning the, the flesh and the spirit. Paul is the one that is writing when he said, and take unto you the whole armor of God. It's Paul that said we must uh, uh, we must watch and uh, we must look and we must be aware of the adversary uh, is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Paul makes mention over and over and over about the child of God uh, falling uh, in the grace of God. Now listen, uh, Brother Dax touched on, well he preached on it Sunday night. I don't believe you can fall from grace. Say amen right there. But you can fall in grace. Uh, uh, while God has bestowed his grace upon you and I, uh, you better know we can all fall today. Uh, we can all take a dive in the deep line of our flesh and sin tonight uh, before the, the clock strikes uh, at 12 o'clock. We could be the next one. It's the grace of God uh, that will keep you going. It is sowing to the Spirit that will keep you above the ground, so to speak. It is being holy and sanctified uh, and separated in the love of Christ uh, that will keep you from falling in the way of sinners and by the wayside, may I say uh, that Paul here is addressing uh, uh, somebody who has fallen. As I begin to read this this week, God, uh, Brother John, brought it to me in this perspective. He began to show me what it's like in our text, uh, uh, in a military aspect, if you will, that here is a good soldier that has fallen in the battle. Uh, Paul said, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, Ye uh, which are spiritual, God the Holy Ghost uh, uh, spoke to my heart and encouraged me uh, uh, that we ought to have the same mentality as those who are fighting for our freedoms. Uh, uh, that no man is to be left behind. Uh, I want to do everything I can. Uh, uh, when the when the good soldiers of this church uh, seem to fall and get down and go, uh, uh, maybe uh, the wrong way and be overtaken, that I don't point my finger and scoff and I don't point my finger and laugh and I don't point my finger and say told you so but I want to be the first one in the midst of battle to run out and try to help my fellow man my brother or my sister bring them back to safety no man can be left behind no man can be left behind are you listening this is how the Lord gave it to me this week. No man left behind. I've got several things to say. That's why we didn't have no singing. I want you to listen with me intently if you could tonight. I really, I really want this to help you. Number one, I want you to see the wounded soldier. The wounded soldier. Verse number one. The Bible said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall. First of all, when we look at this wounded soldier, I want you to notice uh, the relation of the wounded soldier. Paul is not talking about anybody and everybody. He's talking to the brethren about the brethren. Does everybody see that in verse number one? The wounded 
wounded soldier. I want you to see the relation of the wounded soldier. May I say, uh, listen to me, restoration is impossible for those uh, who are not redeemed. Are you listening to me tonight? Some of this is going to be stout and it's going to be straight out of the book. Uh, but I want you to know the difference uh, uh, between somebody you love or a family or a friend uh, or a co-worker that's down in the ditch uh, and your brother or your sister. Listen to me, good neighbor. Restoration is impossible uh, for those who are not redeemed. Uh, uh, Paul is speaking of a brother in our text. Uh, he's talking about one who has been saved. Uh, may I say this day and hour, folks, uh, who are lost are not soldiers. Are you listening to me tonight? Uh, you may not like it, they may not like it, but fact is, uh, until you get born again, you're not on the winning side. Uh, you're on the side of the enemy. If you're not for God, you're against Him. That's hard to swallow. But I'm trying to tell you, the only way that you can be restored by the soldiers of the cross is before is first to be redeemed. You must be redeemed before you can be restored. May I say, those who are lost are not soldiers. They've never been enlisted. Therefore, they cannot be resuscitated. They're not on our side. It don't matter how much you love them. It don't matter how much you care about them. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying neglect them. But you must understand we are to do good to all men, Paul said. But then he goes a step further and he said especially to those that are of the household of faith. Amen. You must be redeemed before you can be restored. We see the relation of the wounded soldier. Secondly, I want you to see the restriction of the wounded soldier. Verse number one, brethren, if a man be overtaken, that's a military term. Overtaken. You can go through and begin to read and research and you'll find that uh, different different enemies overtook or had overtaken a land or a, or, or a, a branch or a, a, a tribe or what have you. Uh, he said, uh, number one, there's a wounded soldier. We see the relation. He's a brother. But then we see the restriction of the wounded soldier. The Bible said if a man be overtaken in a fall. Uh, may I say this is the restriction. That word restriction is defined like this limitation, restraint, or confinement within bounds. Uh, may I say, when a soldier is overtaken, he is then restricted and isolated all at the same time. Now, if you miss two minutes of what I'm saying, you're going to be lost. I'm trying to tell you tonight that when you fall as a soldier, you're still a brother. But hear me, when you're overtaken by a fault, you're no longer in the fight. Uh, you're wounded in battle. You're a cross enemy line. You're restricted even though you are redeemed. You are wounded even though you're one of His. May I say this wounded soldier's position does not change. He's still a soldier. You're still a brother. You're still a sister if you're overtaken by a fault. But may I say tonight His, his position does not change. But however what He is doing how he can participate. It changes when you're overtaken by a fault. You're a wounded soldier. Fault defined. Webster's 1828. To be erring or missing. 
a failing or falling, hence an error, a mistake, or a mistake, a blunder. So the Webster 1828 definition of, of fall, a defect, a blemish. Whatever impairs excellence, it means to err or defect. It's an imperfection, any deviation of, of uh, propriety, a slight offense, a neglect of duty. Are y'all listening to me? Uh, I told you it's pastoral, but you stay with me. A neglect of duty. Uh, may I say it goes on to say it results in from inattention or want of prudence and approval of men rather from design uh, to injure or offend. In other words, uh, he said a fault defined is this. Uh, it is seeking the approval of someone else uh, over the approval of God. It is getting snared. Uh, it is erring or missing or falling or failing. It's sinning, my friend. Uh, uh, the word fault here implies doing wrong. May I say tonight the wounded soldier will always be family. Uh, but when the wounded soldier is overtaken by a fault, uh, they then become family that can no longer fight. Uh, uh, they have been taken behind enemy lines. Uh, uh, may I say this is not to say that the wounded soldier is against us. Uh, uh, but rather the wounded soldier is no longer with us. Did you realize that you don't have to be against us? to not be with us. I begin to think about a, a soldier being taken prisoner, a prisoner of war. Now let me tell you something. They're not on the enemy's side, but they're no longer with their, tri their troops. They're no longer with the cavalry. They're no longer where they started. They're not against them, but they're not with them. That's what it's like when you're overtaken by a fault. Not necessarily against the soldier army of God, but you're not Intact, you're not in part, if you will. May I say he cannot, a wounded soldier cannot kill the enemy when he's been captured by the enemy. Brother John, why is it so important that we regard and watch our lives, our decisions? We pay attention, we live in such a way that we watch our every step. We, we, we monitor what we say before we say it. We think before we react. I'm living all this stuff just like you are. But it's important. Why? Because there's a real enemy out there. And if you're captured by the enemy, I'm going I'm to guarantee one person that won't kill him is the one that's been captured. The one that's overtaken by a fall. What are you saying, preacher? I'm trying to tell you. There's good people that's been saved. They're on the winning side, but they're in a fall. They're down. They're, they're captured. They're prison, imprisoned, if you will. What do we do? We've got to get in our hearts. No man can be left behind. The wounded soldier. My friend, you may not always be able to help us fight. But we which are spiritual must always be available to help you finish. Somebody's got to be there when you can't fight to help you finish. Anybody ever been in a place spiritually you couldn't fight but thank God for somebody that came along and helped you so you could finish? Ain't you glad that failure does not have to be final? False, false, false and failures. Do not have to be final. There is a way you can overcome it. The wounded soldier. The wounded soldier. Secondly, in our text, not only do we see the wounded soldier, I want you to see the work of those who are spiritual. Now this is where I want everybody's heart and ears real, real important. We see the wounded soldier. What is that? That's basically a Christian. It's been overtaken by a fault. It's not doing their job. Out of the will of God. Maybe made a wrong decision. Got in sin. That's the wounded soldier. They're not able to fight because they're in a fault. 
But then secondly, we see the work of those who are spiritual. Look in verse 1 again. If a man be overtaken in a fault, there's a wounded soldier. Ye which are spiritual. It don't just give you a word of encouragement. It gives you a job. Are you listening? Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, within this work, we see the wounded soldier. Now, within the work of those who are spiritual, number one, I want you to understand, those who are spiritual are first of all, number one job is to restore the wounded soldier. It's black and white. We just read it, but stay with me. It is our job, if you're spiritual, if you're not down and out, if you're not wounded in this fight, it is our job to those who are spiritual to restore the wounded soldier. Can I give you the difference? Definition of the word restore. Webster's 18.28. Listen now. Listen to what it says. You can look it up for yourself. It means to bring to a sense of sin and an amendment of life. Brother John, you know what that means? Uh, it means to renew or reestablish after interruption. You know what we're supposed to do? Those which are spiritual. Uh, what, are the, what is our word to the wounded soldier? It is to let them know that you know that they're in a fault. You you know they've been wounded. You know they're out of the fight. And remind them of where they are, but don't leave them where you found them. It's our job to try our best as, as spiritual workers to pick up the wounded soldier and let him know, yes, you've messed up. Yes, you made a wrong decision. Yes, you took the wrong road. Yes, you've been snared by the devil. But I will not leave one of my own behind. No man can be left behind. In other words, those who are spiritual need to reach out with concern to the wounded soldier. May I say how you do that? Number one, be honest about their condition. Listen to me. The worst thing you can do for a good soldier that's wounded is lie to them about their condition. You, listen, if we're in Afghanistan, Brother John gets shot in the leg and his bone's sticking out. I'm not going to tell him it's all right. Get up. Let's run. He can't run. I'm going to tell him, don't move. Sit still. Your leg is, is shattered. Your bones are... Just stay calm, Brother John. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you out of here. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know. But we're going to get you out of here. You've got to be honest about their condition. You've got to be helpful with their condition. Don't just point out their flaws. Help them. Are you listening? You've got to be hopeful. I ain't never been to war, but I've watched so many war movies, I feel like I have been. Does anybody become Rocky when you watch Rocky? I do. I don't know what that guy's name, but every time I've watched the movie Taken, I'm the baddest man on the planet. I've been that way since I was a boy. I can't help it. I go into character. I watch Karate Kid, I will jack your jaws. Are you with me? Hey man, the only thing I've never took the part in is that show The Biggest Loser. I never got in that one. <laughs> but can I tell you what? Put yourself in a war zone tonight. Imagine one of us. By the way, we are in a war zone. Brother Caleb, we Cadillac through life like nothing's going on, and hell is fighting for our children. Hell is fighting for our church. Hell is fighting for our marriages. 
Hell is fighting. The devil is not kicked back somewhere eating Snickers. He is still trying to steal, kill, and destroy. We are in a war. Be hopeful. I've watched some movies and Brother John, they'd be in their last breath. Blood's coming out. They've been shot. They know they're dying. The person yeah. holding them knows they're dying. Yeah. But the whole time, they tell them, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I'm dying. And I've even seen this in movies. Uh, they ask them a lot of times, it's worded like this, are you a man of faith? If you're not, you need to, be, you need to figure something out between you and God. You know, they'll say things like that. But they're hopeful. They let them know. You know what they tell them? A lot of times they'll reach in their pocket and they'll pull out a picture of their wife or their children. And they'll, you see it in the movies, they'll hand it to them like that. You know what, you know what that friend, that best buddy that's in his arm, they'll tell him? It's okay. They're going to be all right. We'll see to it. I'll make sure they're okay. What does he do? He's providing hope. Let me tell you something. The worst thing we can do for one another when somebody in here falls and is overtaken by a fall is just constantly beat their problem into the ground. And quit telling them, quit telling them they already know they messed up. Quit talking to everybody. You say, is that going on? I know of, but it could and it might. Don't talk to everybody about what so-and-so done or you can't believe. Listen, it's, it, they're wounded. They're down. The devil's still fired. We're still in a war. It, listen, don't condone their wrong, but comfort them. You can comfort somebody without condoning their fault. It's going to be okay. Yes, you messed up. Be honest. Yes, you made the wrong. Yes, you've been tied up in sin, but it's going to be okay. We see the wounded soldier. We see the work of those who are spiritual. Secondly, within the work, not only do we see, <coughs> excuse me, first of all, that we are to restore them, but secondly, we are to regard. We are to regard their spirit. Our spirit. Look in verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, there's your wounded soldier. Ye which are spiritual, here's the work, the spiritual, uh, the, the job of the spiritual ones. Restore such a one. What's our job? What's our work? To restore the wounded soldier. Now look here. In the spirit of meekness. That is you and I regarding, taking recognition of our spirit. Not only are we to restore that wounded soldier, but we are to regard our spirit in trying to do so. He said in the spirit of meekness. You know what that means? Uh, that means to take notice of. That word regard means to pay attention to. May I say of a, a, a good strong soldier don't try to hurt or harm one of his own when they've been wounded in battle. Uh, but may I say they reassure them it's going to be alright. They encourage them. You know what they say a lot of times? Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay focused. In other words, uh, yes, you're down. Yes, you're hurt. Yes, you're bleeding. Yes, you cannot fight. But don't give up. Are you listening? I'm trying to help you tonight. Don't give up. I, I don't know. Uh, I, can I say this? There's a whole lot of soldiers that get wounded and nobody knows about it. They're way down the road. And they let it go. Maybe it's not as big as a, a wound as this one over here. And they fight in that battle and they're wounded. And they try to hide it. They may be one of them tonight. And they may be somebody you know. You're overtaking my fault. You've never got victory over it. But may I say, I'm here tonight to try to encourage you. Stay with me. Stay focused. Don't give up. This does not have to be the end of your story. No man left behind. This mentality of kick them while they're down is straight out of hell. 
I know, I know many preachers. They claim to love their flock, but every time one of them gets hung in a fence, they take pictures of them and leave them there. Are you listening? We're in a war. We're dependent on one another, Brother Bob. You know that. You know in a war, every man is putting his life in the hands of the man beside him. We cannot leave anybody behind. This mentality that's crept into our independent Bible-believing Baptist churches, I don't know where it's came from besides hell. May I say tonight, I'm glad God did not kick me around when I was wounded and got tied up in a fault. Stay with me. May I say, I'm glad He sent some other soldiers to help me get back up and go on. May I say, fact is, until you've been wounded, listen to me, until you've been wounded, you probably won't ever be very compassionate about others who will be wounded. Don't know why some people don't don't have any meekness in their in their heart about those who are in a fall, those who are in sin, those who have messed up. You wonder why they have no compassion? Because by the grace of God, see, they've never done that. Right. They've never followed. They've never been there. Right. And because they've never been there, then bless God, anybody that has is is filth and mud oh, beneath my toes. You better listen to me, neighbor. Right. There ain't a single one of us in here uh, in our flesh. Now listen to me. In our flesh, we are all capable of doing anything. You realize that? Your flesh is not dead yet. You got two natures. You got the natural flesh nature and the spiritual. And whichever dog you feed the most wins the fight. How is it that great men of God, I mean great men of God, sleep with four, five, six women in the church? He must not be who he said he was. You better watch that mentality. Good men do bad things. It don't mean that we're failed. It don't mean that we're a Pharisee. It don't mean they're a hypocrite. It simply means they did not walk in the Spirit. So they fulfill the lust of their flesh. Don't condone their sin. But my God, don't leave them in the ditch to bleed out and die. Amen. Come on, son. Amen. Amen. I'm glad my ever snowing your nose at so and so who done this or that you may be the next one come on somebody I, I need help tonight I'm trying to tell you there is a work for those who are spiritual may I say the fact is uh, if you've never been wounded you probably don't have a compassionate heart about those who have but thank God I've been in a fall and I know 
know what it's like to get a second chance. I know what it's like to have somebody prop me up and help me walk out of the battle zone. I know what it's like when nobody else wanted nothing to do with me. God would send me somebody that would help me, love me, support me, and back me, and walk with me. I'm trying to tell you, I've got a heart for the wounded because I've been wounded. I've been wounded. May I say if you're spiritual, you ought to approach those who are wounded. This ain't my mentality. Deacon, this is God's Word. In the spirit of meekness. Spirit of meekness. They don't need you to try to be God. Listen to me. Stillwater Baptist Church, you let God do His job and you do yours. We can't fix everybody. So don't try. Let God fix them. The only thing they need you to do is help get them out of the firing zone. Pick them up. Get them out of the ditch. Patch them up. Put something in that hole they're bleeding out of. Get them, get them where they need to go to survive another day. Not only. You see, those who are spiritual need to, uh, uh, need to have a spirit of meekness. But then thirdly, they need to realize their own stability. Look at verse 1 again. He said, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself. Stay with me. Lest thou also be tempted. You know what he's saying? Basically what I've already been preaching. You go to that one that's in fault because they're your brother. You don't leave the man behind. They're part of us. You go to them. You restore them. You go to them and you regard your spirit. You go to them with the spirit of meekness. And then, he said, you better realize your own stability. He said in verse number 1, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. Let me tell you something. We're in a war zone. How many of y'all have watched them old time war movies? Where they get in line, 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 line. And they walk right towards one another. And they stop. And they aim. And they fire. And whoever gets hit falls. Whoever don't keeps marching. That's how war used to be. This man beside me gets hit and his brains blow out, but I don't. It takes up. It could have just as well been me as it was him. Are you listening? Again, I'm not talking about condoning sin, sweeping it under the rug. It's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about having a spirit, because this is Bible, of meekness to look and say, you know, we was in the same battle. We was marching the same way. We had the same weapon. We had the same armor. By the way, we're all on level playing ground. We, we all get the same armor of Christ. We've all got the same sword of the Spirit. We've all got the same Holy Ghost. We've all got it. Listen, I don't have an advantage on you because I'm the pastor. Matter of fact, I've got a bigger target on my head than you do. Amen. You know, you know the one the enemy wants, don't you? The chief. He wants the one riding on a horse with a flag on the back. That's who he wants. Amen. Now listen to me. And we ought to consider... When somebody falls, now I'm not talking about condone, I'm talking about consider. Caleb, Brother Caleb, I'm sorry I called you just Caleb. Brother Caleb, Brother Teddy, could have been me. I ain't talking about saying, oh, it's okay, Brother Dave, that you went and got drunk and, and slept around with three prostitutes. It's okay. It's okay. If you did that, Dave, we're going to have problems. Right? No, it's not okay. No. Are you listening? Right. It's not okay, but it is my job to say, 
I'm going to be honest with you. You're bleeding out. You've made a mistake. You've been punctured by the enemy. He got you. You're wounded. You're in no shape to stand. You're in no shape to fight. But I'm going to do my best. Everything I can. I'm going to get you off this field. Get you back where you can heal up. Get back on the fire. Get back on the fire. That's right. Are you listening? You've got to be honest. Can't say you're all right when he's bleeding out. He ain't all right. But you can get him somebody who can make everything. I'm getting ahead of myself. Realize your own stability. May I say tonight within the work, <clears throat> those who are spiritual, can I say not every soldier who gets wounded in war falls, dies, or cries. Sometimes small wounds go unnoticed for quite some time. But if they're not paid attention to, guess what happens? Oh, they fester. Somebody falls over dead in battle, nobody knew nothing was wrong with them, but they've been shot and they just they went on, didn't, didn't attend to it, didn't let nobody know, just tried to keep the thing hid and covered. And before long, that thing festers and infects them and they fall and they eventually could even die. We must deal with our wounds. If you've been wounded by the enemy, you better pay attention to it. Say, ain't nobody knows what's going on now. We, we might not now, but we will. You fall out of the firing line one of these days because something that started small. May I say as Christians, we should never condone when one of our own gets tied up in a fault and goes down wounded, but we should also never fail to be considerate. Had it not been for the grace of God, it could have been us. Fourthly, in those who are spiritual. I'm talking about the wounded soldier. Secondly, we've seen the work of those who are spiritual. Not only should we <clears throat> do all these things, restore such a one, regard our spirit, and uh, realize our own stability, but then, fourthly, within the second point, I want you to see, we are to relieve the wounded soldier. How do we relieve them, Brother Bob? Look in verse 2. It said, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. May I say it is not the job of those who are spiritual to fix the problems of the wounded soldier? Is everybody still with me? Don't check out on me. I ain't but about halfway through. It is not our job to try to fix the problems of the wounded soldier. Your job is to get it is to help get them out of the line of fire. For instance, if I were in a war. Come here, Brody. We were in a war. This is my fellow brother. This is a wounded soldier. My God, son, don't your parents put shoes on you? And he gets shot and dies. Fall down, you dead. My God. He's dying. My job, how are we going to bear one of those birds? You reckon if he got shot in the chest, he'd just get up and walk back to the city of medics? What's our job? I'm trying to illustrate something to you. What's our job for our brother, our sister, who's down and out, gets wounded in the war? They're a wounded soldier. Those who are spiritual, that's us. Right. We're not overtaken by a fall. There's work to do. What do we do? Verse number two said, and bury ye one another's burdens. He can't pack himself to see the physician. Come on, somebody. He can't, he can't make his own way to the to the, to the medical team and to the great physician back here. See, I'm just another soldier. I don't know how to perform surgery, but I know how to fight. You know what my job is? Help me just a little bit. Just pretend like you got a little bit better. Here's my, 
This is my job. This is my job. This is your job. What are we to do? Verse number two, Brother John. Bear ye. How are we going to do that? He's in a place he can't bear his own problems. He can't bear his own weight. He can't walk himself to see the doctor. He can't crawl himself to see the doctor. Who's to, who's to do what? It's our job in the in the in the line of war in the in the, in the field of battle. You know what? You know what our job is, brother Dave? Pick one another up. Not try to fix him. I can't fix him. Huh? That's because he's hurting you about that. Brother, that's going to be the great position. You know what my job is? The shots are still being fired. The enemy's still real. The war's still raging. He's going to die out here if I just leave. But i got to bear his burden. I'm not bleeding out, but he is. And I put his problem on my shoulders. Why, to fix him? I can't fix him. I'm trying to get him out of the fight. Why? He's not able to fight. Listen to me. When you get overtaken by a fault, I don't care how bad you want to fight, you're not able to fight. You need help. You need recovery. You need to see the great physician. You need medicine. You need doctor. You need surgery. Are you with me? And so we pack them. We pack them. I can't do nothing with it. But the great physician can. Amen. See that? I can't do a thing in the world with it. <laughs> but I take him. Listen to me. How do we bear one another's burdens? We don't fish to pick each other up. But I pick your problems up and place them on me and take them to the throne. Say, God, Brother John's wounded. Brother Dave's wounded. They want to fight, but they can't. Because they're wounded. You know every good soldier, what he's crying, if he's got any life in him, he's wanting to fire another shot off. He's wanting to throw one more grenade. He's wanting to, he's wanting to shoot one more missile. He's wanting to get in that tank one more time. I've been wounded, but I don't want to quit. Listen to me. If you try to stay in the battle when you're wounded, you'll go out early. But if you'll be patient and let those who are still spiritual carry you to see the great position, you can go back out and fight again someday. That's called restoration. Are you listening? There has to be that process. Pick them up. Pack them. Bear their burdens. May I say, we are to do our dead level best to carry one another to God. Too many spiritual soldiers are trying to be the Savior. Are you listening? Too many spiritual soldiers who are not overtaking the fault, they're trying to be the great physician. They're not the physician, they're the soldier. It's not our job to operate. Are you listening? It's not our job to dissect everybody. Help somebody. It's not our job to, to dig in and try to remove the problem. It's only our job to carry them. How we do that? On our knees. It's our job to carry them to the only one that can help them. Once they've been wounded. May I say this? God forbid, but if you ever get wounded or overtaken by a fault, you'll find out who is really spiritual and who ain't. Amen. What do you mean, Brother Josh? Well, let me say this, if they're not willing to get down in the sand and throw your arms over their shoulder and carry you on their back and run as fast as they can to God, they're not nearly as spiritual as you thought they were. When you mess up, and they don't have nothing in them that wants to help you get down 
burning Satan's sand dune and get your blood on their hands and get your get your burden on their back. If hey, you'll find out who's real and who ain't when you're wounded. As Christians, you need to quit trying to figure out why the wounded soldier fell and start and start trying to figure out how you can get him to God and get him fixed. We're trying to figure it all out how they get shot. They got shot the same way you're going to get shot. If you ain't paying attention, you're walking in the flesh more than you are spiritual the next thing going down. Those who are spiritual, I had this is my biggest, longest point. The work. We're seeing the wounded soldier. Now we see the work of those who are spiritual. Then I want you to see we must reason within ourselves. Look at verse 3. If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. May I say the reason most soldiers who are left standing cannot be spiritual is because they think they're spiritual. What do you mean? It's usually, here's what I'm trying to say. It is usually the ones that spend all their time talking about how spiritual they are that turn out to be the ones face down in the sand. Are you listening? Let your life prove that you are spiritual. I've heard this my whole life. I ain't trying to be spiritual. Well, listen, if you want to get technical about it, we should try to be spiritual. We should try to be. May I say it's hard to help those who are wounded when you're not part of the war. How are you going to carry somebody that's wounded and you're just talking like you're a soldier, but you ain't fighting? Come on, somebody. Listen, there's a whole bunch of soldiers that are enlisted in the United States Army, they ain't all fighting. Listen, are you listening? Some of them sitting at a bar somewhere in Germany, getting drunk and playing FaceTiming. Right. Now they might get called out tomorrow. They, they're wearing the badge. They got the flag. They got the name. But the, listen, not every soldier's fighting. But those who are, the spiritual ones, it's our job. To go and reason within ourselves. You thank yourself to be something when you're nothing. You deceive yourself. Tonight I want you to reason within yourself. Are you really a reliable source of strength for those who are wounded? Can somebody in here that's been overtaken by a fault that's wounded, can they really depend on it on you? To carry them to see the great physician, get them to the doctor, get them to the medical team. May I say many... Christians in this day and hour can't get themselves to God, let alone carry somebody else. Praying through is a term we've somewhere lost. I wonder how many Christians, and it's scary, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder how many Christians are sitting here that know what it is to pray through. I'm talking about praying, not just praying, but getting in. I mean, getting in. God, you, you, you start off talking to him, but before long, it ain't you talking, it's him talking. I'm talking about entering into the presence. By the way, we can enter into his presence. He's made a way, see? He's the mediator between God and men. And when you get in, you'll know it. I wonder how many can even get to God alone. How many of y'all can carry your own burdens to God? Right. Some of y'all, how are you going to help your brother or sister when they fall and they're wounded and well when you can't even carry your own? What are you saying? I'm trying to tell you this is serious business. 
No man left behind. We, why do you got to be spiritual? Because there's going to be all kinds of good soldiers and our brothers and sisters along our journey until we cross over and sing the last victory song that's going to fall and be overtaken and get out and get wounded and mess up. And it's our job to get them back to God. How are we going to do that if we can't get ourselves to Him? May I say some of most Places are filled with people who think they're good spiritual soldiers. May I ask you something? I would say most everybody in here claims to be a spiritual soldier. Why is it that I don't see battle wounds on some of you? Why is it that I ain't seen the blood drip off some of y'all ever? Come on, it's Wednesday night. I'm not mad at you. I'm being a pastor. Why is it that I don't see a love for the other soldiers like there ought to be. I'm going to tell you why. There's a whole lot of people are enlisted here. They hardly in. I'll tell you something, folks. If you're really going to be, a, if you're a true soldier for Christ, you're going to make in here not because you've been out in the world, because you've been fighting. Been fighting? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're going to come in. You're going to have a scar or two on you. I've got a flag on the back of my horse. Let me tell you what every good general does. He keeps a close eye on his, on his soldiers. When you come in, I see something wrong. I say, what happened, Brother Bob? I won't be able to spot it. Why is it I've never seen none of y'all come in with wounds from the battle? Because there's not very much fighting going on. If you're really doing something for God, you ain't going to come in slick-faced and in, in order all the time. You're going to come in hurt. You're going to come in bowed over. You're going to come in crippled up. You're going to come in with an injury. Maybe something missing. Because you've been fighting. Amen. Are you listening? Amen. I understand the sense of the faults and type of sin, but I'm here to tell you something. I'm not talking about a fault. I'm talking about, I'm talking about wounds from the fight. There's a difference in being wounded from a fault and wounded from the fight. Yeah, true. Oh, my flag is on the back of the horse. I'm doing everything I can do to lead this. I don't even know the term. Calvary. Yeah. I'm trying everything I can do. See, every general's got somebody above him, and I'm listening. Right. I'm giving you orders, but that ain't because they're mine. I'm getting them. He's giving some mission. And it's my job. Ain't nobody else standing. If the whole church falls down dead in the war, it's my job to try to fight until I can't fight no more. I'm not willing to leave none of you behind. I'm telling you, I don't want to leave no one of you behind. Are you listening? I don't want to leave no one person behind. You shouldn't either. I'll tell you, if you think yourself to be something when you're nothing, you deceive yourself. If you're not careful, you'll get crippled too high for crutches. Amen. And one of these days, God will allow you to face plant in the sands of Satan. Right. And the very ones who you look down on will be the ones lifting you up. Yeah. All these religious Pharisees that look down on the ones that's fallen and got, gotten faults overtaken and wounded, the wounded soldiers, eventually they will face plant in the sand of Satan. 
And the ones they've always been looking down on will be the ones they're looking up to from the flight of their back. Because it's the wounded soldiers that's got a heart to go after other wounded soldiers. Are you listening? Oh, yes. Some of them men that told me I'll turn, I'll turn out to be nothing, you'll not make it two years. You mark my word, Dickie. There's coming a day they're going to have to look up. And it's going to be me reaching on my hand. You mark that down. You mark her down. You want to know why I'd be willing to do for them what they wouldn't do for me? Because by being wounded, they give me a heart. Even though they were the ones that wounded me, I know how it feels. Man. I don't want them to feel like I I don't want them to bleed like I bleed. I don't want them to hurt like I hurt. I don't want them to roll around in agony and misery like I did. And so the very one that they look down on, they'll look up to. And I'll be trying to help them get up. Old saying goes like this. War, real war will change a man. If you've been in the real war, you ain't the same as you was when you started. You ain't the same as you used to be. God will tender you up. Mm. Oh, He softened my heart, boys. I got a long way to go, but He softened my heart from when I started. Because I know what it's like to be hurt. I know what it's like to be face down in the sand as the devil's throwing shots over my head thinking this is it. There's no recovering, but I'll never forget some of the men that God sent into my life. I, I looked up, and there they was, willing to help me get up. I'm trying to tell you, for those of you who are spiritual, we've got work to do. It is our job to help the wounded soldier. No man left behind. So far we've seen the wounded soldier, the work of those who are spiritual. Thirdly, I want you to see the weight of second chances. Look with me in verse number four. I'll try to be done within the next ten minutes. I'm going to try within the next ten minutes. Look at verse four. Galatians 6, verse 4. But let every man prove his own work. And then, what's that mean? After he has proved his own work, then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. How do you get real joy? It's in this time of waiting. I'll tell you something, Brother John. When a soldier goes down in the fight, he gets wounded, they don't just stitch him up and send him right back in because he's, he's weak. He can't help. He'll hold them back. There's got to be a full recovery made. He said in verse 4, not in another, verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. Now wait a minute. We just read in verse 2. Look, look in your Bibles. I'm not making this up. Verse number 2, bear you one another's burdens. Verse number 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. What changed? I'm going to tell you what changed. He went from being wounded to waiting on his second chance. When he's wounded, he couldn't bear his own burden. But if he's willing to wait for his second chance, for his uh, for, for another deployment after he's healed, after he's helped, after he's whole, he don't have to have help bearing his burdens. He can bear his own. Amen. You ever seen people that all through their Christian life had to constantly be propped up? I'm going to tell you why. You 
trace that back somewhere along the line. They did not, they did not let God prove them out. That's why they never were able to stand on their own two feet. This thing's not easy. You want to be on the front lines? I hope every one of you do. You don't just get there by signing a piece of paper. No, sir. You go through training. More training. And more training. You know when a man comes back from basic training, he's not the same man he was when he left. They do they 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 they, they take everything about him and change it. First thing I've heard, first thing they do is break your wheel. They do. First thing they do is break your wheel. It's you're not in charge. Can I tell you the first thing you had to do to enlist? Was break your wheel. That's the first thing you had to do. Before you can ever get in the army of God, you have to say no to everything about you and yes to everything about you. Are you listening? They break your will. They break everything about them. Mentally, they break them. Emotionally, they break them. They break them down. And then, they build them back how they want to be. Are you listening? You know why God lets us get wounded? Now I'm not talking about the fall now, I'm talking about the fight. Wounded at times, he's got to let he's gonna break us down. So he can build us back up how he wants us to be, not how we want to be. I'm not the same pastor that I was six and a half years ago. Right. I don't think the same. I don't act the same. I don't preach the same. I don't study the same. I don't counsel the same. I'm not the same husband I was six and a half years ago. I'm not the same. I'm not. What happened? Over the course of these years, God has broke me down. And He's still building me back more like He wants me to be rather than how I want it to be. There's a waiting time for a second chance. Look in verse 7 or verse 6. Let him that is taught in the Word communicate unto him that teacheth. In all things, be not seed, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. May I say this is where things get tough. This is where we go from having a wounded soldier on the battlefield to an individual who has been carried to the Lord by those who are spiritual and now has fully healed up and they're ready to go back and fight, but they got to wait. Are you listening? Has anybody, has y'all checked out on me and checked into the motel? You still here? You know what every good soldier wants to do? Fight. But you can't just go get back in the fight after you've been tied up and overtaken by fault. No man is to ever be left behind. Absolutely. But no man is to ever be turned loose too soon either. Man. Everybody hear me? Yeah. No man is to ever be left behind. We cannot leave one another behind. But we, we don't also don't believe the sweetness under the rug and turn them right back loose. There has to be time for full recovery. Man. That's what we're reading in our Bible. I didn't write this. There must be time for recovery. There must be time for release and there must be time for refreshing. No soldier who has been wounded is immediately released back in the war zone as soon as he heals up. He has to go through a process of waiting before he gets a second chance. Stay with me, I'm about done. May I say a healed soldier is often ready in his mind long before he's ready in his heart. He says, oh, put me back in. But you know what he finds out? He got used to them gunshots at first. He got hit by one. And the second time out, first explosion, he goes into a state of panic that he never did before. Why? 
that fault he was overtaken by, he ain't fully recovered. Even though his body, he feels good. Oh, everything's good. And here and then here, he had not recovered yet. You know what? You know what the Bible's telling us here? There has to be time to reap what's been sown. Is everybody reading the same Bible I'm reading? It takes time to get to the point where you can stand on your own again from bear one another's burdens to bear your own burden. Two verses between them. They go from bear one another's burdens to bear your own burden. May I say a true soldier does not want to remember, be remembered by his fault. He wants to be remembered by his fight. But before he can fight, he must prove that he is capable of fighting. Can I say this? Weakness is not an option in war. It's not an option in war. When they train them, when you get weak, Brother Dave, don't show signs of weakness. You cannot, you cannot let the enemy know you are weak. I'll tell you something, if you don't get full time to recover from your fault, you're the first one fixed to go down again. Let me tell you something. If there's five men walking across the desert and the enemy's looking to capture one and there are four of them running and one's doing this, guess who they're going after? Why is there a waiting process just to, just to, just to put the spotlight on the fault? No! To help you overcome the fault so you fight again! Are you listening? I'm preaching this tonight because it needs priests. Say, I ain't in a fault. If you ain't careful, you'll be the next one. If you think yourself to be something when you're nothing, you deceive yourself. I looked up the word rehabilitation. This is what I found. It means the act of reinstating in a former rank of or capacity, restoration to former rights. Is anybody listening? Rehabilitation, it means to reinstate to a former rank or a former right. Brother John, the captain goes down in war, he just don't get his title and get his horse right back and go right back out. He's got to prove himself that he's capable mentally, physically, emotionally. Are you with me? He's got to prove himself. I can lead this cavalry. I can lead these men. I can fight again. Set him aside and let him prove himself. May I say this is the ultimate goal, but there is a wait for a second chance. Once you see these things, and then we'll go to the house. How much time I got? I ain't got much time I thought I did. Once you see the these things within the, the weight of second chances, number one, there must be confirmation. Look at verse four. After a fault, when can you get back in the fight? Number one. There's confirmation. The Bible says in verse 4, but let every man prove his own word. Secondly, within the weight of second chances, there must be confidence. Look at verse 4. And then, after he has proved his own word, then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. Confidence. You know what you need to be a good soldier? Confidence. Stay with me. We're about done. You need confidence. 
Thirdly, within the weight of second chances, there must be consolation. Look at verse 5. The Bible said, For every man shall bear his own burden. That means this. The word consolation means comfort, alleviation of misery, or distress of mind, or refreshment of mind and spirit. May I say, by waiting on a second chance, you have the, uh, the proper amount of time you need to get refreshed, comforted, uh, 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 relieved of misery, and a distressed mind. Within the weight of second chances, we find that there must be communication. How many of y'all feel like maybe you're in that waiting spot right now? Don't feel like you're doing like what you used to do. You know what this is a good time to learn to do? Communicate. Verse 6. Let him that is taught in the Word communicate unto him that teacheth. Who's that talking about? Me and you. In all good things. And God. Communicate. May I say while waiting, you can be taught and you can be trained if you'll learn how to talk. You've got to communicate. Within the weight of second chances, we find there must be consequences. You know what I found, Brother Dave? 